All right, welcome back to another episode of Chalk Talk. Big news uh, in the NFL this week coming out of free agency. Uh, we have also uh, looking at you know the best team in college basketball right now. But before we begin, let's let's talk about uh, Nick Saban and uh, the Alabama football team. We forgot to mention that uh, last podcast. Um, their performance against Ohio State was more than dominating. I mean, obviously Ohio State loses Trey Sermon, but uh, Hadley, do you think this was one of the best college football teams that we've seen, um, you know, since we've been alive, or maybe it's arguably one of the best college football teams of all time? What's your thoughts on this year's Alabama squad? Yeah, I'd definitely say that this is probably a top three team we've seen in our uh, lifetime. Right. I don't think it passes up LSU of last year. I think that team was the most dominant team I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, heck of a team. They had some crazy weapons. I think if the defense was a little better, uh, they might be the best team we might have seen. But right. I'd say top three. Yeah, Sporty. What, what's uh, what's your opinion on this Alabama football team? I say they're. I would say they're they're better than uh, last year's LSU team. Based on just their offensive weapons, or just more offensive weapons. Yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, there's been obviously a lot of great college football teams, but I, I it, it's tough to obviously compare. Um, just week to week, you know, you get, you know, different circumstances, different matchups. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with Hallie. I definitely think they're a top three team just, you know, by points per game and how, how well they've been, how dominant they were uh, in all their games. So, um, which leads me to my next question. Do we all agree that, you know, Nick Saban's the best college football coach of all time? Adley? Um, yeah, I think at this point it's kind of undisputable. The dude is constantly competing for championships, if not winning them. Right. I, I don't think I've seen anyone like him. He's, he reminds me of the Belichick of college football, so I, I, my answer is yes. Yeah. Sporty, do you think he's the best college football coach of all time? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to – I mean, that's – it's definitely tough to make an argument, you know, against him that he's not uh, the greatest coach of all time, so – uh, I would like to see somebody kind of challenge us on that of him being the best college football coach of all time. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how they can bounce back for next year, just because they lose a lot of. I mean, they lose a lot of weapons, um, but you know, they're Alabama, so they'll probably be in the mix, be in the hunt for another uh, college football playoff appearance. Um, while we're on the college football topic, shout out Jared Shope for winning the Chalk Talk. Uh, Capital One Bull Mania, he, I think he he won by about three or four games. So he he started off I think roughly around like twelve and 0, 13 and 0. He routed off thirteen straight and then basically from there he took home uh, first place. So shout out to Jared Shoup. Yeah, what crystal ball were you looking at, Jared? Because those first twelve games, I'm like, why did I even spend money on this? I know. Yeah, he he dude he hit them and there was a couple picks where I was like, hmm, I'm not sure, you know, if they're necessarily you know guaranteed wins but somehow he he was just dominant picking the games and i forget how many wins he ended up with but he i think he ended up winning by like four or five games to the second place so nice job to impressive jared. showing jared impressive yep. showing yep congrats shoper <laughs> yep so now switching gears to the nba just want to quickly look at because uh, we had talked about um just who are the top five, maybe your top five players in the NBA right now who are currently under 21? Hadley, we'll start with you. Yeah, so uh, some pregame chalk talk discussion. Me and Kevin turn out to have the same one. So I'm going to name three. 
um, and let Kevin have two of the rest. Okay, yep. Uh, so, of course, I'm going with my guy, Luca. Absolute baller, one of the best players in the league, not just under 21, just in the league in general. Right. Um, then after that, I'm also going to take my center, James Wiseman, to the Golden State Warriors. Yep. He's shown flashes. He's obviously struggled this year at times, but he's 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 got a bright future. He's going to be a really good player. Right. Um, and my third, I'm going to go with John Morant. Um, absolute slasher. Yeah. Kind of in the same boat as Luke. I think he could be one of the best players in the league at this age already. Um, yeah, those are those are the three, and I'll save the other two for Kevin. All right. Yep. I'll go with uh, you know, dominant force Zion. He can. He's a walking bucket, walking slam dunk. I mean, he can go get you a board. You ask him to, you know, you ask him to do something, he'll he'll do it and he'll double that. So uh, definitely, definitely Zion's up there. And then heck, you know, rookie of the year. He's leading. Last I checked, in a couple, actually majority of categories for rookies. Um, Lamelo Ball having a have a great season. Uh, points per game, I think what steals, uh, assists. He's just. He's first in about every category yeah. amongst the rookies. So, I mean, I thought when I first saw him back when he was in high school, I was like, eh, I don't know how – I mean, I knew he was going to be good, but I didn't know, like, you know, he was going to be this dominant um, this early. So, he definitely uh, has improved, and pr- I think he's proven a lot of people wrong. So, right now I give him Rookie of the Year just based on his numbers and, and stats right now. So, yeah, Luca, Lamelo, Zion, Jaw, and James Wiseman. Uh, real quick – Three of those guys are on our fantasy team, so that's 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 big right there. Luca, Jaw, and James Wiseman. So they're all having pretty solid seasons. Your fantasy team has a bright future. <laughs> yep. So yeah, if it was a keeper keepers league, we'd keeper league though, but yeah, yeah, you guys would be set. Yeah, if it was, yeah. So Sport, who are your top five? All right, well top five, well under twenty one. I got the point guard coming off injury, playing pretty well off injury. Jaw Morant. All right. I got uh Wiseman. Yep. He had a good game there tonight. He had about it. Well, speaking of which, he had a good game last night. He, yeah. He had about 15 points, six boards. He, uh, key thing with him is he needs to stay out of foul trouble. Yep. That's his number one dilemma. Always yep. getting in foul trouble, and then they have to pull him, and he sits for the rest of the half. Uh, well, I think the number three is, I think, when it's our MVP, he averages double double, sometimes triple double, 20 and 10 every game. Is uh, Luca Doncic. Yep. <laughs> His four. four. <laughs> I got, uh, I think he's having a pretty decent year. Fortunately, we don't have him on the team. Former Duke Blue Devil, Zion Williamson. Yep. And number five, really didn't know too much about this, this guy. I'm not sure how he's doing this year. Is Jaron Jackson Jr. Yep. He plays for the Grizzlies. So, yeah, I mean, heck, the Grizzlies are, I mean, they're set, you know, from a from a young standpoint. They got, you know, outside outside of Jean and uh, Jaron, they got uh, Dylan Brooks, who's he he can you know light it up from three. So, um, you know, the the Grizzlies and Pelicans are two young teams that I would like to see, you know, maybe sneak into the playoffs. Um, but you know, right now, obviously, you know, Grizz they haven't been playing. I think their last three games have been post- postponed, and I think the Pelicans they've lost eight of their last nine. So, definitely. Uh, Definitely not where they want to be right now, but I mean, I, I definitely think both could sneak in as like a seven or eight seed. Um, I don't think either of them, you know, could make it past the first round, but uh, 
Allie, do you think do you think the Pelicans would have a shot to maybe make it past the first round if they weren't a seven or eight seed, maybe in that like five six area? I would say I I think with how deep the West is, I think as long as you're a seven six or five, you could pull off the upset. I think the Lakers at one is the only team you're not upsetting. Right now they got championship experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you have LeBron James who just isn't going to lose in the first round. Right. So I think as long as you're not an eight seed, you have a chance to upset. So if they can sneak in as a seven, maybe play the Clippers, I think there's a decent shot that they could upset. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, you know, Pelicans right now are just in a little bit of a slump, but I think they can definitely uh, turn up another level. And, I mean, I think, yeah, obviously it'd be tough to beat the Clippers, but, I mean, they could they could definitely do it. So, I mean, with Ingram, Williamson, they can, they can get it done. So um, keeping it going with basketball, I just want to look at um, – college basketball specifically the big 10 we've mentioned big 10 basketball here before just you know it seems like to be the conference maybe with the most depth uh this year um had a couple upsets you know michigan losing by what 15 20 to minnesota iowa just lost to indiana so it's it's kind of tough to to see here who the best team in the big 10 is this year um i think for me personally i would go with um Michigan, and then I'd have Iowa. Those two, I, I feel like those are safe picks. Um, and then you get down to that next tier of like Ohio State, Wisconsin, Maryland, Minnesota, Indiana, heck, even Michigan State in there, and like Rutgers. So, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, the, those tier two teams. Um, Hadley, who's, who's your best team right now in the Big Ten? So, right now, I think this is, I think this is a long, uh, long battle the Big Ten, because it's a great division, right? and there's going to be a lot of fighting in it. And I think that right now, maybe Michigan and Iowa, mm-hmm. um, but right now is not what matters. I think that long-term, you're looking at Iowa and Illinois. I think those are the two that are going to be powerhouses. No. Yeah, I, was saying, I forgot. You even mentioned Illinois there in that, in that tier tier two. Right yeah, there. no. It, Illinois, I think by the end of the year, they got Coburn. Right. I like Cockburn, yeah. but we're going to go Coburn <laughs> because that's what he wants to be called. And then I don't even really know how to say his name now. Right. I know it's Io the Shimanu or yeah. I, I, I'm sorry for butchering your name, but you are amazing. <laughs> he is, yeah. He's pretty uh, those, those two, I think, are really just going to be able to take over in March. So I, I still am going to go with Iowa mm-hmm. as the safe pick, Right. but Illinois is my... I guess dark horse pick, even right. though they really should not be a dark horse. Yeah, I would say yeah, you've been riding them uh, past couple weeks here on the podcast. So, heck, if they win a couple in in March, we'll, you know, Hadley, he's not jumping on the bandwagon. He's saying right now that they'll they'll do some damage. So, everyone, hop on. Not yep. too late. Yep. Sporty, is it uh, big best Big Ten basketball team? Go Blue, or is it somebody else? I think it's the Hawkeyes. I mean, I think the Hawkeyes are playing playing pretty well. I know they just lost to Indiana. But uh, but uh, you got uh, Watt or Wise Camp and uh, Garza. Oh yeah. You got the guard Wise Camp and Garza. Man, they're unstoppable. They are. Yeah. I mean, Garza puts up twenty five to thirty a game. So I mean, he's definitely scoring at will. So uh, yeah, definitely. You know, definitely Iowa's definitely a safe pick. Um, and I think that they can. They'll they'll be right around you know the the one or two seed uh come March. So. Um, now we're looking at, you know, what everybody's looking forward to this weekend is the NFL playoffs. Um, real quick, Hadley, what was one thing you saw from last week, 
uh, that you just want to talk about, maybe, uh, whether it was, you know, Chiefs Browns or um, Buccaneers Saints, what was maybe one thing that you saw last week that was kind of intriguing? Um, I would say probably from the Chiefs game. Uh, Mahomes going down like that looked a little scary. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad he's playing. Um, but I don't know if he's 100% going into this game. Right. I think if he's 100%, the Chiefs are a, a lock. But mm-hmm. now that he's a little um, on the unhealthy side, I think that this game could be closer than anticipated. I think he might not as perform as Mahomes-like as we might think. Right. So I think the Bills and Chiefs game is going to be something uh, that's going to be really close, come down to the wire. I think it's going to be a really good game now. Yeah. Sporty, what's uh, what's something you saw last week that was pretty intriguing? Outside of Mahomes' injury, I was uh, intrigued by the uh, Buccaneers' defense. Yeah, yeah. They uh, caused three, uh, I think, was it three interceptions? Yeah, yep. So yeah, Brady didn't have that great of a game. Uh, Evans, which uh, I, I want to just mention, Brady also he really doesn't have a lot of good games in the playoffs. So right. Uh, right. I'm I'm definitely less of a Brady hater now, mm-hmm. but it's crazy to see that he could be you know like nine for twenty one, one hundred twenty yards on a pick, right. and they're up. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. It just seems it's like... it's no matter where he goes, he's the luckiest athlete of all time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's he may nice. be the best in a lot of people's book, but I think the guy in Green Bay is the best quarterback I've ever seen. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, from yeah, from a Super Bowl standpoint, obviously, yeah, you, you got to go with Brady. But then, I mean, from a player standpoint, I mean, yeah, heck, Rodgers could be, you know, his name could be tossed around in there too as well. So, um, yeah, definitely Buccaneers defense showing up last week, helping out Brady. Uh, I want to look at the Bills and Ravens game. Just, I was shocked that, you know, the Ravens got limited to three points. I mean, granted, you know, Tucker misses two field goals, one off each up, right? But, uh, was definitely surprised that the Bills keep him in check and you know hold them to ultimately three points. Um, you know both defenses were playing pretty well. Offenses kind of struggled, and then obviously the pick six ended the game there. But you know if the Bills want to win today, they're gonna have to put up you know tw- I'm gonna say more than 24 points to, to knock off the Chiefs. I want to say something else. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, talking about the Bills. Uh, last week uh, they did a nice job of keeping. Uh, Lamar Jackson in the pocket. Um, he usually uh, scampers for a lot of a lot of yards. Right. Um, but uh, they did a nice job with him. I'm not really sure. Uh, let me check. I don't know what his. Oh, his his stats were. I mean, very very limited last week. But uh, I mean, it, it was interesting to see how you know Ravens. I mean, you kind of figured this was coming. Letting go of Ingram just because they have Dobbins uh, there, but. Uh, you know, it it was it was tough for the Ravens to get anything going last week against the Bills. So go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I just looked up uh, Lamar's running stats. He usually has you know anywhere between eighty and eighty and hundred yards. Yeah. The Bills held him to. Uh, he rushed the ball nine times for thirty four yards. Yeah, I mean for for him that's that's definitely you know season low. And when he rushes for thirty four yards, they're they're probably not going to win the game. So if like we said before, if you can contain Jackson in the pocket. Um, they're gonna have a good chance of beating, beating the Ravens. So, um, so looking forward to this week's games. Uh, Hadley Chiefs and Bills. What's one matchup that you, that you think uh, is gonna dictate the outcome of this game? 
Man, that's a great question. Um, I'm going to go with the Bills' safeties versus the Chiefs' deep ball. Yep. I like that. I like that um, right there. We got to start talking about Jordan Poyer and we got to start talking about Micah Hyde. Mm-hmm. Those two are two of the top safeties in the NFL and they play on the same team right. and they seem to get no love from anyone. Right. Um, it's all about Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. The defense is playing very, very well and it really has not been that bad all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those two safeties over top, they're very, uh, they're pretty good in coverage. They're more known for tackling, but right. uh, both of them, have not really allowed many deep balls. And I think Tyreek in behind the defense is going to have to happen if mm-hmm. the Chiefs win the game. Yeah. Maybe once or twice. Even you have Hardman, of course, as well, but Tyreek's the main guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you can check it down to Kelsey all game and have success. So I think it's going to come down to can he beat them one on one or just over the top at least once. Right. Yeah. That's definitely, I think that's definitely a big, uh, big matchup for, for this game and ultimately impact, you know, who wins. Um, Sporty, looking at the Packers and Buccaneers game, what's a matchup that you're looking forward to or something that you think might dictate uh, the outcome of this game? Uh, I'm not saying particularly any matchups. I'm, I'm curious on uh, Tampa Bay and, and the weather. Uh, it's supposed to be about 24 degrees in, in Lambeau Field. Right. I'm wondering uh, how Brady uh, can handle the uh, cold temperatures coming from, uh, Florida. Right, right. I mean, heck, Brady's, I mean, he's been there in cold temperatures, uh, you know, up in New England there, but, you know, can the rest of the team really, uh, how do they fare in, you know, the cold weather? And I think that's a definitely an advantage a little bit for the Packers just coming from the cold weather. Um, I think one matchup in each game, like Hadley said, you know, with the wide receivers and, and uh, um, the secondary of the Bills, I think for the from a Bills perspective, uh, you know, looking at Stefan Diggs, how can – uh, he get involved in the pass game, you know, do the Chiefs kind of single him out because if you shut him down, um, again, you're going to have a good chance of beating the Bills. Uh, and then from the Buccaneers-Packers game, um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, from that first game, Aaron Rodgers didn't have a great game at all. I forget how many, he probably threw two or three picks. Uh, the Buccaneers got after him a good bit. So I think for both sides of this football, uh, quarterback play and then, uh, the defensive line and, and the linebackers and how they're going to affect uh, Brady and Rodgers, both throwing in the pocket and eventually forcing them out of the pocket. So I think the Buccaneers and Packers, yeah, the Buccaneers and Packers game definitely comes down to quarterback play and um, you know being able to make the throws that they need to in order to, to win the game. So all right, predictions, boys. We got Chiefs minus three against the Bills. Hadley, who do you have covering? Um, I just said it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's close enough. I think the Chiefs cover. Uh, I'm going to go Chiefs 27, um, Bills 21. And I think Tyreek scores a big touchdown uh, late in the fourth quarter. I think they win the game. Okay. Sporty, what's your prediction? I wanna, I'm going to say uh, Chiefs come out hot, uh, score quickly. Uh, I, just think, I think they put a damper on the bills early in the game mm-hmm. and i think i make a statement early right i think uh chiefs win by two touchdowns okay 34 21 is my prediction all right i'm gonna go with uh Hadley. we almost had similar scores um i was thinking i think the chiefs are you know i think they're gonna be up by two touchdowns i think the bills are gonna score late so i like uh i like 27 20 uh chiefs to win and to cover um this is this is my mortal lock for the week unfortunately last week the chiefs didn't get it done but uh you take the Bills 
or you take the uh, Chiefs um, plus uh, Chiefs minus six and a half. I think they win by a touchdown. I think that, that that's my lock for the week. Hadley, what's your? You have a hammer out of these two games. Any any Hadley's hammers Let's go, this week? Hadley, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> We're gonna pick one for each game. Okay. One Hadley's hammer for each game because we got two games. All right. Today. First game. We're going to hammer Tyree Kill anytime touchdown score. Okay. All right. No, unfortunately, I deleted my betting app because I lost all my money on <laughs> Casino. So I'm not sure what the odds are, but they're probably pretty good. Right. So take it. Yep. Take that. In and... the NFC, we're taking Aaron Rodgers passing yards over. Hammer that. Over. I'm sure it's probably like plus 100. All right. Well, Doesn't matter. You're doubling your money. Take it, hammer it, put 150 bucks <laughs> on it if you got it. So no matter what the those are the hammers of the week. So you're saying Rogers over what? So what? So if his over is 225, you're saying hammer that over. Oh yeah. Oh, it, it doesn't matter what his over could be 450. <laughs> Take it. All right. That's a that's, that's a risk. That, that's hammer a, there. That's a, that's a bold hammer for the week. He's having a big game. Um. So statement game. Yeah. Buddy. Statement game. So I'm assuming then Hadley. Uh, now looking at the Packers Buccaneers game, Packers minus three and a half. Who do you have covering the spread here? That's that's a tough question. Um, I'm going go pack go. Okay. And I'm gonna say thirty four to twenty four. Thirty four. Packers 24. get it done. Aaron Rodgers has a big day. Four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of them to Devonte Adams. Sorry, Carlton Davis, you're getting cooked today. Um. <laughs> He's going to get served up and put on a platter by Devontae Adams, oh, who has the sweetest release that makes Chad Ochocinco cry. Yep. Yeah. So. Give me Devontae Adams. Give me the best quarterback of all time, Aaron Rodgers, rolling ahead, 10-point win. All right. Sporty, what's your prediction? Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit of both uh, running and passing by the uh, Green Bay Packers. Uh, I think the Packers front seven – are going to cause a Brady a little havoc, maybe a turnover. I would say they're going to cause two turnovers, mm-hmm. two turnovers and two sacks by the uh, Packers defense. Uh, I think the Packers, like the Chiefs, will make an early statement. Mm-hmm. I think they'll also win 34-21. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with 31-20. Uh, I think the Packers score quickly uh, and often, and they're going to hold. I'm going to say the Buccaneers get in the red zone, um, you know, a couple times. They're going to score two touchdowns, but then ultimately I think the Packers' defense comes up big twice to limit the Buccaneers to uh, to two more field goals. So you get that 20 points there. So I do like the Packers to win and to cover. So definitely be interesting game, uh, both games. And then, you know, right now you probably take, you know, Chiefs and Packers. But uh, honestly, either team, any of these teams could win and eventually win the Super Bowl. So, I mean, heck, that's why they're here. So, uh, final topic, looking at uh, NFL free agency, big move from the Steelers signing Dwayne Haskins for one-year deal. Um, and then, Halley, from a Colts perspective, you know, Rivers uh, retires. And you've got a couple options on the table here, potentially. Um, you know, you got Stafford, Wentz, um, probably not so much Watson, obviously, because he's looking probably towards the Jets. Um, Halley, would you rather have Stafford or Wentz right now? Um, well, first of all, I want to say thank you to number 17, Dad Gummett, Philip Rivers. Yep. Um, 
the one year that he spent felt like a long time because I really got close to him. I really liked him. Right. I, I still do. He's he's now going to go down as one of my favorite players for one single year. I can only imagine if we had him the 16 before. Oh, right, yeah. Um, but anyway, gearing towards free agency, uh, right now, I'd probably like Stafford, mm-hmm. and I really think that's the guy that's more realistic. Right. I was actually just talking to Jared yesterday, and I was like, ah, I don't think I really want Stafford. But looking at the draft class, looking at the Lions coming out and saying, we're not bringing back Matt Stafford. Right. It makes me think they're taking quarterback in the draft. Yeah, exactly. So you're, they're probably looking at Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. And to me, the fact that they're coming out and saying, he is gone, we want no part. That makes me think, okay, the value goes down because right. they know he's not coming back. Yeah. If that makes sense. He's not if he was potentially staying, they could pull the card of oh well, this is our guy. Right. We what you gotta give us a lot. Now it's kind of he's not your guy, so we're not gonna give you as much as you think you we are going to. Mm. So if we could squeak him out for maybe a second, I know yeah, yeah. a lot of people are saying getting rid of their first, but right. it's really not how the NFL works. There's a lot of really good players that go for lower picks. Yeah, um, If we get him for a second and maybe like a future third, future fourth, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I think Wes is very unrealistic now just because of Peterson getting fired. Right. Um, but yeah, give me Stafford. That's what I want. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think he can hop in there. and I think what he's been missing is just, you know, an over, overall, you know, team unit uh he's had some pieces but you know from a collective standpoint he hasn't had a full a full team uh both offensively and defensively and i, th- I think you get that with the colts uh with their weapons on both sides of the football do you, um, do you know how old he is like if you guys had to guess right now well i'm trying to think yeah i think he played this might be a shot here i think he played in like 2007 ish 2009 ish in or at georgia so what that would put him he's not like 30 i feel like he's gonna be a little bit younger than what I'm projecting, but is he like 32, 33, 34? He, he is 32. 32, okay. He's Which I Stafford. I did not know. I don't know why. I thought he was an older quarterback. I thought he was like 34 years old, and I was like, yeah, we're basically doing Philip Rivers again. But yep. <laughs> 32, he could have four years. Oh, yeah, Easy. exactly. Yeah, so. so that's kind of what definitely made me flip on him. Yeah. Um, Sporty, what's your reaction to the Steelers getting Dwayne Haskins? Uh, I didn't like that pickup. Uh, I don't know why they picked him up. I thought uh, Rudolph was their franchise quarterback. Right. Uh, if I was Rudolph, I'd be a little uh, sketchy now of being the backup quarterback. See, I had, I mean, I had mixed opinions about this. I mean, I, I, I like how it's only a one-year deal um, in, in, in case, you know, Ben does go down. Um, you have, I don't know, you have somebody there who can – who's projected to have some talent. I mean, you know, we've seen some spurts of Haskins where he's shown up, but really, I mean, if you're, if the Steelers are looking to keep Rudolph for the future, I just don't know how this is going to mesh with him because, you know, if Ben gets hurt, I think Rudolph needs to be able to step in there and get, you know, the reps and eventually take over the job. So I don't, it's definitely a dicey situation here in Pittsburgh. Um, And ultimately, uh, you know, if Ben comes back for one more year, you know, do you, do you keep Haskins? Do they re-sign him again? Do you hang on to Rudolph, or do you look for a quarterback uh, in the 2022 draft? So it will definitely be be interesting here as we move forward. Um, you know, I'm going to trust you know Mike Tomlin and, and the staff to to get it done and figure it out. So um, 
it'll be interesting to see if they can get Canada as their not Canada as their OC. So moving forward, um, you know, I'm I'm going to trust Tomlin, and we'll see how this uh this deal goes down. So um, I definitely have an opinion on this one, Kevin. Go ahead, go ahead. Steelers fans, Steelers fans. So all I've been seeing on Twitter is this is important at you guys, by the way. Right, right, right. But all I've been seeing on Twitter is, oh, well, this is uh, a good signing because there's high reward and little risk. Right. Um, first of all, I don't see any reward. Uh, he's not a good quarterback, really. I mean, he has potential, I guess. Yeah. But it's the man. Right. The man has not wanted to play football since he got drafted by the football team. Right. Um, he's had a horrible attitude towards football. Mm-hmm. And you're going into an environment where what was the main problem is outside distractions. Yeah. So I think he's just making the locker room worse. I think that potential problems could just be, like, even worse. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I think this was a bad signing. I'm I'm normally all for giving guys second chances. But I just think in a scenario where you wanted to clean up your locker room, you're just signing someone that just previously destroyed someone else's. Right. Uh, I don't like the move at all. So I'm glad they did it. But, I, yeah, it wasn't a very good move in my opinion. I hope I'm not biting my own words in the future. <laughs> yeah. But. I mean, yeah, it was definitely, definitely a little head-scratcher there. But, I mean, you know – I think from I like Mike Tomlin. I think he can get things under control. I mean, you saw what he was putting up with with Bell and Brown, and then the whole you know kind of Juju Claypool thing that that'll die off. I feel like, and they'll they'll get their heads straight. So um, Tomlin keep, being able to keep things under control uh, kind of just reflects you know his overall coaching career, not you know slipping below five hundred in any of his seasons. So I I think he can uh, keep control, and I think he can you know work this work this out with Haskins and I'm just hoping uh that Haskins is motivated to show up and get to work and he can kind of start start fresh in Pittsburgh so um but yeah so uh that wraps up uh this week of Chalk Talk uh big matchups you know AFC NFC and then we'll uh we'll be back next week to break down uh the Super Bowl so Chalk Talk is out we'll send it next week